and we are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, Danny girl. What's going on? It's, it's been a lot. <laughs> girl, what's going on? What's you like same shit, different day. You know, like, oh my gosh, it's been a lot, child. A whole lot. Yeah, that that part. Um, other than that. I don't mean um, what's going on with you. How you feeling? I actually feel pretty good. I've been taking my vitamins and stuff. Hey, Solomon. Say again. No, I'm actually doing my show. Do you need anything? All right. <laughs> sounds so cute. Um Oh, okay. Well, that's good. You said you've been taking your vitamins, child. You better stay healthy because um, trying to virus is out. not playing with people. Yeah, I heard they put you guys on a statewide uh, lockdown. They did, which counties were doing it. Different counties were doing it. So my county had been on um, the, been doing the shelter in place for probably about a week and a half prior to the governor um, deciding to do like the statewide shelter in place. So um, we were already on that, which I haven't been going out except for essential things either. But girl, it's driving me insane. My nails and toes look a hot mess. <laughs> my brows. I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot do this. Imagine like, having braids and then having to take them down. Girl, and I'm not even good at flat ironing my hair anymore. Oh. So, so you have have you taken them down yet? No, girl. Listen, I I'm telling y'all for the men that don't know, black women are struggling with this whole thing because everywhere I go, I'm seeing sisters like with the um two inches of uh, nail um <laughs> exposed, <laughs> need a filling for sure, on, right? Like dying that we can't get to the beauty supply store and that salons are open. I mean, I was talking to my fiance today. We went out to Home Depot. Um, we were um, getting some more, um, he needed like the little pods that you, like if you're planting seedlings. So we went out and did that and he got like something else. So I'm like, why is Home Depot open? Why is home? Why is it that Home Depot is essential, but nail salons aren't? Like I'm like, I, in my opinion, nail salons should be just as essential. Girl. Like, we struggling. <laughs> The struggle is mad real. You, uh, mm -hmm. They had a meme on, I saw on Facebook talking about how the girls can't, won't take selfies anymore and post them up. <laughs> Man, listen, I have not, I've, I've been walking around with these twists in my head for so long. I'm like, I think I'm going to, my hair is going to lock because I literally, <laughs> I literally have not like done anything to my hair, which I have twists in it, but I'll like pin it up and kind of like an updo and just pin it, you know, but I'm just like, I feel like I'm slumming it, but I'm just literally <laughs> going back to the, the natural thing, which he don't mind. He likes that, but child, I'm like, I haven't done anything to myself. I ain't put on a stitch of makeup. Girl, well, I'll tell you this, you know, if after you haven't worn makeup for a while, mm -hmm. it tends to look really, really pretty, like when you, when you actually do put it on. I literally cannot wait. Like, Tomorrow, I am going to my daughter's home to, um, she's moving, so I'm helping her do some things. And I'm like, I think I'm going to get dressed and put on makeup just to go out because I haven't done it in so long. I miss it. It's, it's getting real out here. Very much so. Very, very much so. I'm like, um, 
this role is probably going to be something very serious. Mm -hmm. So, hey, hey, hey to everybody in the chat. And Kevin, I'm already natural. And so, Daniel, you're natural too, right? Yes. Yeah. It's just the process of taming it and uh, all the steps that you have to go through, which most of us, excuse me, most of us are um, either working from home or we may, you know, have more time um, being at home. So, you have, like, I'm working from home, but I'm, I'm actually working. <laughs> so, I'm not like, able to just do whatever um during the day because i'm actually working uh, but yeah it's 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 getting real what about you okay so are you working from home or what, what's going on with you we're finally working from home okay, um, good. yeah but what's crazy is since we have everybody working from home of course there's less to do so we had new people that came in um it's a it's a it's a mess. It's oh. a mess. It's a mess. So just the logistics of everything. Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. yeah, the work like it's been pretty fun though. I, I'm kind of okay. enjoying it. Yeah, so well, I enjoy that too. Like literally, I get up like maybe 15 minutes before I have to um get online and you know, brush my teeth, wash my face, do all that stuff, and then grab my robe and. Um, I've been like doing everything in the living room. So I just head out to the living room and <laughs> get on my laptop. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. It's very convenient. And then probably after a few hours of working, maybe two hours or something, cause I have to be, um, to work at seven 30, I'll be like, okay, well, let me take a break and get myself together. And, um, right. yeah, I, li I like the convenience of it all. Um, you know, but I work from home generally two to three days a week anyway. So um, I, I enjoy working from home. I know some people are like going stir crazy. They're like, you know, the extroverts, which I'm an introvert. So um, they want to get out and see people. They don't like, you know, being at home for extended periods of time without any other, without much human interaction. You know what? All I want to do is eat. <laughs> Girl, me like <laughs> I miss the, the joy of just being able to go out to eat. Mm -hmm. and it's killing me because I'm like shit yeah I literally I'm like the same way I mean just cooking breakfast lunch and dinner and like I'm like oh my gosh I'm tired of cooking like I'm <laughs> tired of it I want to go out like I'm like even simple things we never go bowling but my fiance is like we should go bowling I'm like yeah when we get out of prison we can go right. I like simple things that you take. I, like I want to go to the movies, like just the simple stuff. I miss being able to just get out and about and we have a trail behind our house. So I'm like, okay, well I can walk the trail instead of the neighborhood, but it's considered a park. So technically it's closed. And we saw the like Cobb County um, police kind of riding through there today, like riding down the trail to ensure there's nobody going down there. So I'm like, that oh idea God. is out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But okay. about this topic, though, can your relationship survive the coronavirus? Shout mm. out to Rebecca Lynn Pope, because that's where this topic was derived from. Okay. Her. Definitely very interesting topic. I mean, I think that this is um, going to be a test for some of us because you're literally with your partner for most of us, you know, who live with, or, you know, if you're married or um, you shacking or whatever you're doing, um, or if you're not, if you are separate, but you, you can't see each other as much as you would like because of 
you know, the risk of catching um, the the coronavirus. So that's something to consider too. Like no matter what your situation is, can your relationship survive this pandemic that we're um, currently dealing with? And I think it's a, it's a, it's an awesome question to ask. Um, So what do you think about it? Um, I don't know, like in terms of I mean, everybody else, I think everybody, the, the interesting thing is I see a lot of, I've spent more time on social media. I'm generally not on social media. Like I'm like, I take, you know, nine month hiatuses from social media. I'm generally not on Facebook. I think like the last probably four years I might've been on there for three months in total, but I've been on social media way more than I'm usually on social media. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing a lot of women or people complaining about, you know, having to, uh, I'm seeing two things, people complaining about having to be around their partner all day, 24 (laughs) seven. And the other thing that I'm seeing is um, people saying that basically um, like they're, uh, although they're with their partner 24 seven in the same um, um, home, like their partner may be upstairs and they're down, like they're in completely opposite ends of the home and they're not bothering each other and they like it that way. So um, it's interesting. I just think that there are going to be different dynamics for different people, but I think that, yeah, this is going to be a test for some of us. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if um, a person is kind of clingy, and you're in the house. And then with me, it's like, I can be up under you for a little while. Mm-hmm. But after a while, I'm going to want to go do my own thing. You know oh, really? I mean? Okay. Yeah, I'm um, the touchy-feely, just like... <laughs> so All I'm, day? Um, generally, like, I, I mean, not all day. But I can be underneath him all day if, you know, and I wouldn't be, I would be fine with being underneath him all day. I'll give him his space and stuff, but um, I'm, I'm like touchy feeling. I wouldn't call myself, I wouldn't classify myself as clingy, but um, I, you'd like to be in your space. Gotta be touching you somehow, whether it's my feet on you or my, like, I want, I like that. That's, um, but you know, I try to give him his space a little bit, girl, because he is Sag too. So I know, you know, girl, I, I, you know how we give, do. <laughs> give him a little bit of space. I don't want to crowd him too much. You but, know, Sagittarius yeah. think everything is a fucking trap. Oh, so. <laughs> listen, he's like that too. Like, oh, is this a setup? Like he, he's looking, he's looking for the setup. He waiting for the other shoe to drop, and I'm like, no. But yeah, so girl. personally though, we we have a person. You know, I. I'm not one of those people that like I need my space type of people. No, not like that, but okay. Like we can do, like we can chill for a while. You know, we watch mm-hmm. movies, TV, whatever, whatever, and it's nice. And then mm-hmm. you know, like with me and Curlin being long distance, of mm-hmm. course. But if we're in the house together, mm-hmm. like I think that uh. Yeah, honey, we'd have to have like a little upstairs downstairs thing in the house like all day every girl would have a fit. Oh, that's how I was with my ex. He had his man cave and he would be doing his own thing, but like literally even if I um if if I go we have an upstairs downstairs and like downstairs if he's 
watching TV in the living room and I go into the bedroom, he'll come in looking for me. Like, where are you going? Why didn't you t-? like, so I think that we actually like, we enjoy each other's company. Like we like being in the, we want to discuss, you know, whatever documentary we're watching or craziness that's going on in the world. Like we actually genuinely enjoy each other's company and you know like I'll be like okay well I'm gonna go in another room to give him some space and he'll come looking for me or (laughs) you know if I haven't seen him for a while I'm like babe where you at you know we we enjoy each other's company I I like I said I know that the dynamic will be different and you got to do what's best for you like people have different temperaments there's no right or wrong you got whatever recipe works for you and your relationship um, that's going to make it a success, then that's what you need to stick to. I, I mean, just personally for me, I don't mind being around my man all the time. I'm like, now, one thing about me is I I don't like the word nagging, um, but I'll, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a way that I can wait, say. Wait. So do you use the baby voice or do you, because you know oh, how no. you have like the, Hey babe, you know I baby, you know uh, like no, I don't, I don't do that at all. But I'm passive aggressive, so like for example, oh, uh, maybe if uh, like I brought him a tray and he's eating dinner, and you know I get up to take my food and he's still eating, so like he leaves it there for a while, and I'm like, um, well, somebody has their their bowl still in the in the, so I'll say, I'll, you know, kind of hint at it. And you know, yeah. it'll, like he'll let me know when I'm doing too much. He'll be like, "Okay, Grandma," like he'll tell me. <laughs> and that's when I'm like, "Okay, let me back off and leave this man alone," or you know, just get up and get it myself. But yeah, he'll let me know when I'm doing too much. He's, he'll start calling me Grandma, and I'm oh, like, All right, let me stop, stop nagging. Okay, <laughs> trip me out. But what have you learned? about either your what have you learned about yourself I guess first off during this whole process like this has been an insane process for like most people throughout the country throughout the entire world to be on some sort of lockdown or provisional um you know shelter uh, in place process like what have you learned about yourself and or your partner during this whole process Well, I would say that I've learned that I'm probably more vulnerable. Um, Oh, shit. Got me a little sensitive, child. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, you know, when it's a life or death situation, then we have older people. I have older people in my family that are really near and dear to my heart. Um, Not being around like my father and um and my other family, you know what I'm saying? And it's just me and Solomon. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, in a certain sense, oh, yeah. it's a certain vulnerability because, you know, I have to be around to protect my son, um, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that we're okay, that we're protected and that, you know, I'm doing the best thing to protect us and just to make sure, but it's scary. It's really, really mm. scary. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you, you kind of have like worst case scenarios, um, you know, and I'm 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 all I'm already like a person that overthinks, but then when it comes down to shit like this, I really mm-hmm. really tend to, okay, do I have enough this? Do I have enough that? Is he gonna be okay? If I go outside, uh, thing, then it's like, you don't want to okay. imagine you dying in your house and your child is the only person left to find you, and that's the reality oh, yeah. of it. You know what I mean? Oh, that is scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a very real real um 
thing to 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 you know admit on on YouTube and kind of talk about. But that's that's probably you know I'm sure that you're not alone in your concerns. I'm sure that there are a lot of women who are feeling like that. And I mean, you know, granted, you have you are in a relationship, but like you said, right. you know, you're long distance and you don't have a lot of immediate family, right? You know, right in the right. area. Right. So that's a real concern. And I think I would probably feel just as vulnerable if I were not um, with my fiance, um, because I don't have any fam. I don't have any like immediate family in Georgia. Like all of my family lives in the Midwest. So um, I would probably feel the same way. Uh, you know, I think for me, like concern wise, my only concern would be my daughters. Both of them live alone. Like they have their own apartments and, um, just ensuring like that they are taking proper precautions. You know, like I'm not there to to say, you know, but I will like when I go and I meet up with them, I'll be like, okay, I got gloves for you. You know, here's more wipes. Keep these in your car. You know what I mean? But I'm not like I'm like I was the mother who would like hover and be like, okay, put them on so I can see you. You know what I mean? But I'm mm-hmm. unable to do that because they're adults and I have to trust that, you know, they're doing the right things and that they're being precautious. And um like I said, my niece had um, contracted coronavirus and um, she was hospitalized for about four or five days. She had pneumonia in both lungs and um, she is doing better and they actually released her. She's still quarantined, but she's quarantined at home. So, you know, just, and she's young and she was still partying and hookah and, you know, know, hanging out. (laughs) So I'm like, you know, I'm just concerned about my girls, but I can say for me, what I've learned is that, um, be, you know, having the partner that I have makes me feel extremely secure, meaning yeah. I, I really like don't think about, I don't have any immediate fears and I don't um, have like any like immediate concerns because I feel like you know, everything's going to be okay because he makes me feel that way. So like, there's a sense of security that I get, you know, that I don't know that I've ever had before, maybe as a child, but you know what I mean? And it, it is, um, it's very calming, you know, to me. Good, 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 yeah. good, good. So what do you think you've learned about yourself? That, that would probably be it. Just the, the fact that I, um, am extremely secure in my situation, not secure in my situation, but um, having the partner that I have makes me feel extremely secure. Like during this whole thing, I mean, um, I'm a planner. So I, you know, immediately once I found out what was going on and stuff, tried to run out and get extra supplies and I'm online ordering, you know, more gloves, masks, um, getting stuff to make masks and just, I tried to immediately um, secure everything that I needed. I went into kind of like um, just kind of overdrive to ensure that I was taking care of everything and trying to think ahead and, you know, stocking up on water and any supplies that we might need. Um, but, you know, aside, once I was able to get everything that we needed, I was like, okay, that's done. And I didn't have any additional concerns after that because I was like, I'm good. I know I'm protected. I know, you know, I'm good. 
And that's a good feeling. That's a really, yeah. really good feeling to have. It really is. Absolutely, child. But um, I don't know. I, th- I think this will be interesting. I saw someone in the comments say that divorces in New York have, div- uh, divorce filings have um, spiked in New York. So mm-hmm. just things like that. I think that. Have you have, uh, wait, have you also heard that um, domestic violence has increased? I have heard that too. I've heard domestic violence calls have increased to the police and that's kind of saddening, you know, Um, but that, that is kind of like, it's saddening at, on one hand, it's sad. It's a sad thing. Um, However, it also makes me even more thankful, like, dang, I would hate to be in the home with someone who, cause I don't automatically like hearing that domestic violence calls have increased. um, Doesn't, it makes me think that, um, it could be that they had a, a disagreement or a spat. I don't automatically assume that um, some that the woman is being abused. I mean, I, and I, I'm sure that that's the case in some situations, and you know uh, that's unfortunate. But um, just I think about like, dang, I would hate to be in the home with someone during this time, and you're locked up with them 24 seven, and uh, you know having this shelter in place, and you guys don't even get along. Like that right. would really <laughs> suck. That that would be awful, you know. God can't get to a uh, side chick. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that when we come out of this, it's going to be very interesting because the other thing is, you know, that um, um, some states have stated or have put um, rulings in place to prohibit abortions because they say that it's not essential. It's not an essential um, medical procedure. In addition oh, to that, wow. though, there's a condom shortage um, going on throughout the country. So they're getting it in. <laughs> There's a shortage of condoms. You might not be able to find any, which means there are going to be people that are likely going to have sex without them. However, I don't know how long this is going to go on, this whole lockdown situation. But in many states, they deem that abortions are non-essential. So that is crazy. Yeah. I think oh my God. Mississippi just got put on lockdown today. I think I saw that. I was like, finally. Yeah. <laughs> finally. Yeah. Like, finally. Like, really? Um. Mm-hmm. So our job, I think the building finally closed. So. Okay. Yeah. That's. Uh. Oh, we got a cash app. Um. Shout out. Oh, Three for our cash app. We really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was dope. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, um, I, I can certainly say that I don't think that you're alone. There are a lot of us that have, you know, different concerns regarding this whole thing. Um, the number of people that are just out of work. I'm thinking about like how many people I'm thinking about, you know, um, my hairstylist and, you know, right. the person who owns the shop, like how they're like literally not able to bring in any revenue, barbers, um, you know, right. uh, people who work in the restaurant industry, people who have their own small businesses who have been deemed non-essential. Um, the girl who, um, the black woman who has the um, nail shop that I go to and, you know, she's not able to open Like this is just yeah. how many people are going to be impacted by this and how many people, you know, are, I don't know if, if, they're going to be okay after this. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, I, I feel fortunate, um, but I, I still, you know, my heart bleeds for how many people, for the number of people that are being impacted uh, financially, um, you know, emotionally. I, I just, this is, this is going to be tough. 
Do you think that the stimulus is enough money? Um, like I think it's twelve hundred dollars per person who filed um a tax return in twenty nineteen, and I think it's five hundred per child um under sixteen, but I think it's gotta be like three children. I don't know. Yeah, okay. up to three children, like like it would, you know, like taxes you can only right, right, right. Um, do I think it's enough money? Um, I think it's a decent gesture. Um, I don't think that it will um, do a whole lot for people that are like out of work and, you know, have a, a ton of bills to pay. I know that they, there was some federal legislation regarding, um, you know, uh, stopping evictions and, you know, uh, prohibiting like foreclosures during this time. However, most of the companies that were doing some sort of, um, uh, allowances it, they were doing like a forbearance where you know at the end of three months all of the full payment will be due you know in full so I don't know how much help that would be to some people I think that this the thing that I do think about when I think about the stimulus payment is it makes me think how many of us don't aren't prepared for a rainy day I mean this is something mm -hmm. that no one could foresee but right. you know for those who don't even have a a month's worth of bills saved up, let alone, you know, three months worth worth of bills saved up, um, especially when you work in like a service capacity. First of all, if you're if you're self-employed, you, you should you, you don't have a lot of um, you don't really have a way to remedy something negative happening to you, just like if you were hurt and you couldn't work for a, a certain number of weeks or whatever. Um, so it's extremely vital for you to have, you know, savings. But for everybody, like no matter, you know, whether you work for someone or not, like, you you know, we should have savings, we should have ensure that our life insurance is up to date, because we're having all of these deaths. And I just know that there are a ton of people who probably don't even have life insurance, let alone, you know, health insurance. But um, it makes me think about how, you know, a lot of us aren't really responsible and aren't planning for the future. Um, I know that there are some people who are barely making it check to check, but right. I'm one of those people that I'm just extremely ambitious. Like there's rarely a time when I don't work and I don't have to work two jobs when I don't when I haven't worked two jobs or worked while going to school or I'm just you know, one of those, I'm just a hard worker and Get your um, money, boo. I'm just all, I've just always been, you know, that's just how I've always been. But, um, you know, it just makes me think that we're not, we're probably not doing enough to ensure that, um, to, to, to plan ahead, essentially. You're right. You're right. Um, George Frazier wants to know if you go to a black nail salon or if we go to a black nail salon and if not, would we? Uh, I do. Um, I go when it's when I have the extra money. Because they're more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. The one that I go to is too. Um, it's a dope salon, though. It's um, I like it. Um, they're they are a little more expensive. But it's an up, and it's up. It's an upscale black um, nail yeah. salon, too. So. Yeah, and they can be a little bit on the pricey side. So, mm -hmm. but I don't really do nothing but pedicures and polish. So, um, at which so it's still more than it would be at a at an Asian salon. So no thought nails. No, oh, I've I have I've never done like the whole thought nail, but I haven't done even acrylic on my nails in like so long. I just you know, but but I'll get like gel and getting gel yeah, get off your too. nails and toes. Uh, Listen, this has been like a three-day process. <laughs> yeah, like, it's crazy. 
Yeah. So are we ready to open up? Yeah, let's room? open it up and see how the people doing and how if they think their relationships will survive this um, whole Corona pandemic. Man probably ain't been at home with his uh wife and kids or his girlfriend, you know, baby mama and kids. And oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And then for like this length of time, and you know, um, with the woman nagging and um, you know, yeah, women being a bitch could be around. And that's true. And I'm not like I don't like you know I'm not coming down on sisters, but we have to be cognizant of that. Like, what man wants to hear that all day? That's why as soon as my man points it out, and we 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 have we joke a lot with each other. Like we're very playful. And if he's like, okay, here you go, grandma. And I'm like, okay. But I'll be like, babe, you know what? You're right. Let me back up. Or, you know, it's kind of like him letting me know, like, you're doing too much. And I, I take heed because I know that I, and it'll be like little small stuff. I'm not, da 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 you know, in his ear. But it may, I just like the passive aggressive, babe, uh, somebody left their plate in here. Or, you know, <laughs> did you do this? And he don't want to hear that all day. He's chilling and relaxing. Like, leave that man alone. Facts. That's facts. I know. Um. Oh no, I think I get really, really kind of uh snippy. Um I get snippy, you know, like I, I'm nitpicking. Just because they're not, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, like every now and then I can be a little, what about this? What about that? I just wanted to say something. Leo Anthony said they're not even letting people have funerals, so life insurance is irrelevant. That is the most false statement and most uninformed statement that you could make. Um, you still need life insurance, even if they're not permitting people to have funerals. How are you even going to bury your loved one? In addition, they could be leaving additional debt behind. Like even to cremate someone, it costs you know two thousand twenty five hundred dollars. Unless you're going to go in, unless you're expecting your loved ones to go into their savings, which they may be, they're being impacted by this virus too, um, to, to pinch pennies, to pull together to see how they can, you know, ensure that they put you into the ground, you still need life insurance. You might not need as much, but life insurance is not only strictly to bury you either. Like, I want to ensure that I'm leaving my children something. In addition, you know, we have a mortgage on this house. I don't want my children, like, having to be like, okay, well, you know, we have the house is going to have to be foreclosed on, or we don't know, like, it, it, you know, we don't know how we'll continue to pay the bills over there. Like, um, there are a myriad of reasons why you need life insurance, but um, just because they're not permitting people to do funerals, yeah, that cuts down the cost, but there's still going to be costs incurred to bury you or to cremate you or whatever, um, you know, you intend to do with your loved one. Yeah, that's a true point. True mm-hmm. point. Well, dang, ain't nobody going to come up and talk to us today. Y'all, they, don't wanna, they tired of talking about Corona. Girl, I guess. <laughs> Probably. They probably are. I mean, after a while, it's like, you know, talking about it, you, you could talk about it to your blue in the face. In addition, some people probably like, okay, I want to escape my everyday life and having to deal with this and having to be concerned about this and being anxious over, you know, what's going to happen. Um, so I don't even want to talk about it. But, you know, this is our reality, at least for the time being. I know, um, here in Georgia, I think the lockdown was for 10 days, but um, the county that I'm in, I know they 
they're locking down until I think April 30th. And then children are out of school for the rest of the, um, the rest of the year. Mm. And, you know, so like there's, there's a, a, you know, a lot of people that's things that they're going to have to deal with, you know, um, whether or not they go back to work after the 30th, having to find some sort of um, temporary child care for their children. Um, just you're having to rework your whole way of doing things. And this is unexpected. So, very, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot for folks. What's up, Kevin Paris? Um, hi, how are you? Um, hi, um, Kevin. Um, my question is, yeah, you've seen these situations, you know, when it comes to physical abuse. Now, some people say it was someone's being rude, you just walk away. But when you're stuck in the house, how are you going to walk away? Oh, that's a good point. Um, Actually, I think mm -hmm. there is still a way to walk away if you're in the same house. You can go to a different room. Um, the problem, I think, with like domestic abuse, abuse is a loss of control. And so if a person is losing control and let's just say you try to get away and they come and knock down the door or some shit, you know, it, it can get real, real out here. But hopefully nobody's going through that the thing of the matter is that it's one thing to have a disagreement i feel like we have to understand that when we involve the police that is going to heighten things the police are not there to mediate your issues generally when they come out especially if threats have been made if someone is drinking if someone um, appears assertive or aggressive they're going to advise one party needs to leave the home i don't know what they're doing in a situation like this shelter in place they might suggest if, if they feel like the um, it's just a mild argument that you go in separate rooms but generally they'll ask hey do you have another place that you can go because you're you're gonna you can't stay here tonight and i'm thinking that for the safety of you know um a potential victim they'll probably still do things that same way they're not telling you to go out on the streets they're telling you hey and sometimes they'll even drive you to where you know there or the nearest train station or whatever right but we have to know when we call the police it escalates things there have been far too many situations where a woman whether she was weaponizing the police whether she really thought there was a threat of danger whether she um you know just wanted him to leave and he wouldn't or whatever it was um have called the police and it ended um you know in the her husband's or partner's death or demise or you know it resulted in you know trumped up charges or you know you just that that should i, I don't believe in involving the police the government in your business um, however, of course, if someone is more powerful than you and um, they seem to be aggressive and there's a, a, a some threat um, of imminent danger, then of course you should. But um, in, in, in the case of an argument or just simple disagreement, that should be a last resort, in my opinion. Wow. Um, yeah, it definitely should be a last resort. But hopefully... Um, People don't put themselves in dangerous situations anyway. 
And I think a thing that's not talked about is um, we've all seen women kind of initiate um, some things and then it turns into something. And then the woman's like, what the fuck? I can call the police. I got to call the police. And she might very well be in danger, but um, then there's some times where a man is just fucking abusive. And so, you know, we, we just have to be careful in who we, who we're dealing with and dealing with people that we want to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Um, when you deal with people that you want to deal with and you're not just settling, um, for somebody mm-hmm. that makes a big difference because you would want to be with somebody you want to be with. But if you settled or you got somebody pregnant and, or whatever, however you're together, whatever, you know, hopefully you want to mm-hmm. You know what? And that's a good point. And the reason I guess um, that I, my comment was what it was, is because I have seen women weaponize the police. I have seen women, um, if you don't do, you know, or they're, they get upset at their man for whatever reason. And a lot of times I've seen women do this more times than I care to admit, but I've seen women like a man is trying to leave the situation because he knows it could potentially get volatile and they're standing in the doorway, blocking the doorway, or they're arguing with him and maybe someone hears them. And as a result, the police is called. And like, I've seen women agitate a situation to um, cause it to escalate. So, you know, when, you know, there are definitely situations where women are the victims, but there are situations where men are the victims too. And men don't like to be categorized as victims, but there are situations where men are the victims. I wonder why um, it's seen as such a bad thing for men to report things that happen to them or um, something else. Uh, well, Wait, before, 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 before I get into that, we had a question and it was from Bane Bane. And they um, asked me and you concrete, how many days could we go for a total with a total lockdown? Um, they she said he or she, because I don't know if Bane Bane is a girl or a guy. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, they have three days worth of food, and but they're single. Wait, repeat Bane Bane's question. How many days can we um, survive in a lockdown? Yeah, I guess. With three days worth of food, or that was just... Uh, they're saying that they have three days worth oh, of food. Oh, personally. Okay. Um how long can I survive in a lockdown? And I, so I don't know if they're asking how long I can survive in a lockdown with my partner. Um, I think I can survive in a lockdown because it's not a complete lockdown and we're able to leave the house for essential. So in the state that things are in, I could survive like this for two more months easily. Yeah. 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 Not- out of the two months, yeah. Uh, hello, hello. Um, um, my, my, my next question is here uh, you know, when these cases happen, when there, there is verbal abuse from the other partner, this is where the guy would now leave to go to his side chick. By this situation, he might not be able to do that, so. So technically, don't you feel it will still happen after the coronavirus? Because sometimes he just dealing with you for the sake of it. 
I honestly feel like this will either bring a couple closer together or it will um, do, it'll break the relationship apart. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be any middle ground after this situation is over with. I think um, it'll be exactly what it is, you know? I think so too. And I think that this will either, like you said, bring people closer together with their partners or it will, I think it'll reveal the cracks in the relationship, the cracks in the foundation and, um, you, you know, f folks won't be able to survive. So I think it'll be one or the other for sure for uh, uh, most, most of us. Hey, Jack what's going on, bro? What's up, people? How's everything on everyone's end? It's a day. <laughs> All I can say is this virus thing, it done messed up my uh it messed up my year. I can't go on my cruise. Honey. My 55th birthday around right around the corner. I can't turn it up. That damn pollen, I can't ride my motorcycle. I can't play no golf. Man, what the hell? Uh you better get the reading them books all over again, honey. I got books on top of books. You know what I feel? I kind of feel like I should have had more paperback books. So if I get an opportunity. What was Jack's question about books? Uh, it wasn't about books. It was uh, he's saying that we can't do anything. And his 55th birthday is coming up. Um, He's had to cancel oh. trips. Um, yeah, Curlin and I had to cancel a couple, too. I'm kind of like, damn. Like I said, I can't even ride my bike. The damn pollen. God. Yeah, that is unfortunate. Um, we have a ton of books too. They're mostly his and they're those real deep African diaspora. They're not like fiction books, the type that I have to read. Yeah. So, um, but I have thought about that. We have a huge deck. So maybe just going out and sitting on the deck and just, cause you get tired of being cooped up in the house too. And I think that's probably why I go to the store right. so often. Girl. Like, I just need to get out. <laughs> But uh, nah, this, the question is, can your relationship survive the coronavirus? Hell no. Nah. If, it, if, it if it ain't hit the edge now, this is going to push it right over. Yeah. You know the interesting thing, too, though? Because I was talking about the ladies who I see on, on, um, on social media and their concerns about, you know, being in, at home with their partner. But I'm seeing like this meme going around and it's like the guys that are that are annoyed that there's no sports and they actually have to talk to it. Talking about like their, their, their woman, they're like, what am I supposed to do with it? Like, like basically, you know, sports was their, you know, getaway. So um, it's, it, it'll be interesting to know like how men are feeling, too, with having to be at home all day with their partner. Is it in no sports or, you know, like how they're taking this too they can't sneak to the phone sneak to the bathroom with the phone and stuff exactly <laughs> go see they boo none of that hey jessica x no then when you throw Hi. the uh then when you throw the part about the finances uh, with a lot of people um either their, their hours have been cut or they've just been furloughed or just laid off. Then you add that to a jacked up uh, relationship and you're having to be cooped up together. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. well, that's a good point. You see a lot of folks talking about they ain't going to pay their bills. They, um, you know, because the government said X, Y, Z. But we're going to see a spike in evictions, too, once this is over. Uh, oh, well, hold on. I've got a question. I've got a question. 
placed Olaf is a serious question. You know, when both people work, you know, they say you haven't got time for sex. So what's the excuse now? Straight what? most people aren't working what's the excuse that a woman will give to, to where they don't have time for sex yeah oh, no there's uh, no one's working now everybody's at home so so, so uh, uh, you know okay oh, well, well, i can give you about 10 answers <laughs> <laughs> what's the excuse now Oh, she has a headache. Uh, her what you call it is on. Classic. Um, she's tired. Um, women, oh, uh, women, okay, she'll start an argument. Right. Negro, Negro, it's almost the end of the world. You worry about some pussy? <laughs> That's a good one. You, you, you're in the house together and you're married. Remember, you think about it. It more, at least you would hope. You know. Oh, man! Hey, look, look, look! If it's the same to me, the marriage is over. If it was the exact same amount that it was getting before, it's over to me. Because technically, it should be more. Technically, yeah, that's true. But then, uh, if she's not on birth control, and there's a condom shortage. Um, right. You know, you guys are uh, really, really though. I mean, you guys are hella responsible. Really? So, you know, she'll be like, maybe she'll tell him to preserve his condoms. You, you just never know. A woman will come up with it if she doesn't want it. <laughs> now, now, let's flip the gender on that. Uh, instead of the, the, the man wondering about the sex, the woman's worried about the sex. Oh, what excuses would the man get? Uh, woman, don't you know it's almost the damn end of the world? <laughs> that don't even sound right coming from a man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But men have their excuses too. I'm tired. Um, they'll pick a fight. Um, headache. Uh, yeah, it's real manipulative. <laughs> so uh, they told us to shut up and let you speak. Okay, ask a classy black man, Mister Research. <laughs> Good, this go speak. Who me? Yeah. Do you think um a relationship can survive the coronavirus? Um, it's it's interesting because there's so many different things that play into it. So I feel like a lot of couples aren't used to spending so much time together. <clears throat> and when you're spending all that time together and you've got those outside stresses, so like someone said you might have lost your job, you're not earning as much, um, you're literally just stressed out and scared about catching this virus. There are so many things that play into it, so it makes, it it puts your relationship to the test. And what I was going to come up and say is that over here, we've had a few um, family murder-suicides that have happened just recently, like wow. within the last week. Wow. And wow. Yeah, that doesn't yep, happen often UK. here. So now that we've had like three in the space of a week, it's, you know, it's a big deal and it's no coincidence that it's happened in the middle of the coronavirus. So you'll have someone that will kill their partner and their kids and then kill themselves. And so it really is getting to people. I feel like with work and we all have our hobbies, we'll go see friends, 
we're not used to spending that much time together. Most couples aren't. And so when you're forced to actually spend that time together, and on top of that, you've got the restrictions where you can't necessarily do the things that will make you happy. It, you know, it's, some people can't handle it. But what does that say about like a relationship if after 30 days you're you you, it's too much time that you know you're you feel like you've spent too much time with your partner you just want to get away like that's that's telling that maybe well is it necessarily telling because under our normal routines we actually don't spend a lot of time together if we're working and I'm talking about working couples or if, um, but you should be able to tolerate your partner. Like uh, I I just, it it shows how, how weak your actual connection is Mm -hmm. because it's easy to get along with someone. If you're going to spend a couple of hours a day with them, you've both, you know, socialized with other people during the day. Then you come home and spend a couple of hours with them. We can all do that with right. plenty of people yeah, yeah we can do that with friends most people if we being can't serious. pardon we can we can spend a couple of hours inside the house with friends as well but relationship it, it's different exactly but we can't spend all day every day let alone you know for weeks on end with one specific person that becomes more of a challenge and so that's why it shows that in a lot of relationships, people's connection is not as strong as they think it is. Uh, so oh, now well, this is, I think someone, I'm not sure which of the ladies said it, but it said um, people are either going to come out of this and end up splitting up or they're mm-hmm. going to come out of this even stronger. Yeah, I feel like that's what we're going to see happen. It's going to be one or the other. Yeah, I hear women be- say they 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 like being alone. Like I, whenever I hear people say like they, they don't want a relationship because they prefer their solitude and their solace and you know I understand that and I feel like if you can't tolerate someone for more than a few hours a week then you know maybe you are better suited to be alone yeah but you know with that there's balance um the people what you just said concrete rules the first thing I asked what kind of hobbies do you have do you have something besides work and your friends that will uh, give you some distance mm. from the relationship. Because the way I see it, the way I see it, the guy should have, you know, his hobbies and stuff. She should have her hobbies and stuff. And then they should have something together. At least they have those hobbies and stuff. Your friends, your job, shopping is not a hobby. But something to take you away from it all. And then once you come together, you have those couple of hours together uh, during the week. And for most people, we all have um, forms of just say like stress relief, right? Mm -hmm. So for a woman, it might be going to get herself pampered, going to the gym. For men, I think gym would be a big one, sports, things that let us like release our stress. And if we can't do that right now, that stress is going to build up and again you're gonna see people can change they wouldn't necessarily be their their normal selves because I know right now I'm probably not as easygoing as I usually am because I can be a bit of a hypochondriac so knowing that there's this virus out there it's someone like um I I make a big deal out of being ill I don't want to get ill and so knowing that there's a virus out there it 
it makes me sort of scared so I'm not as easygoing as I probably usually would be but I'm I'm single so for me it's I deal with that on my own but if I had a partner it's going to be one of two things either they could reassure me or they might agitate me and make it worse and so you're going to just there's going to be there's so many different aspects of the relationship that it's going to affect and you can't just walk away if you have an argument someone can leave go and take a breather you know go and calm down but you can't do that right now you're in an enclosed space with each other you can't walk away the most you can do is go to separate rooms but you can still you can still shout at each other from separate rooms oh, no, no, no. so yeah uh, uh, um uh, i'll say this during the 90 days if what well, if i home for 9 days and the person has not personally developed themselves in a way that is suitable. It might be financially, it might be reading books, it might be exercise, it might be getting to know the family better. If they haven't developed at all, I'm sorry, that person is a silly person. I feel like that's that's kind of like I'm seeing people saying that and pushing that idea. But nice some days. people hold on. Some people deal with stress differently. If you're concerned about your finances, if you don't know if you're going to have a job when this is all over, if you're also um, working at home and you're having to homeschool your children um, and, you know, and you're cooking dinner and and maintaining the household, like um, some people, you know, aren't going to um, aren't going to um, adopt a new skill during this time. And I think that it's kind of, um, I don't like the the uh, fact that you know everybody's pushing that notion that you have to come out of this with a new skill. If you come out of this with your peace of mind, that's going to be good for some of us. Yeah. Serious? Seriously? No, I don't, I don't agree. Yeah. It's to, 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 okay, to me, that, that that person is on a downward scale to me because somehow, some way, we all try to self-improve i'm not saying financially there are different aspects to it it might be it it might be spiritually it could be your body weight it could be you not being able to learn how to for example if you always wanted to be a youtube content creator you can start making more videos if you wanted to learn it training Come on, I'm sorry. If you did nothing, there's no excuses. I'm sorry. I, I, I do not accept laziness. No, 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 no. Well, no. I didn't say nothing. I said people are dealing with, uh, a lot of people are dealing with a ton of other things too. Some people are having to homeschool their children while also working from home. They have to ensure that they're now um, not only working from home, but that their children eat breakfast, that they're fixing lunch, that they're also fixing dinner. Uh, you know, there's there you have to consider... Um, there are going to be, you know, different circumstances for different people. Uh, if... uh, okay, Go concrete. I'm, I'm going to ask you like this. There were 20 people. Out of this, out of this situation, only one out of the 20 was able to develop something new. Is that good or bad? I, I wouldn't consider that a bad thing. One hour twenty. You know why? You know why? Because people are dealing with the stress of a recession. 
some uh, there are going to be everybody has different circumstances if i don't develop a new skill i am gardening i'm getting my entire home together i'm cleaning the deck i'm cooking dinner i'm i'm doing a podcast i'm also working 40 hours a week uh, you know like if i don't come out of here with come out of this with a new skill that doesn't mean that i have been lazy and done nothing the entire time so I, I just think that that's, that's too extreme. That's an extreme. Yeah, I think when, when you look at different people, Kevin, right? So just say you're a woman that has kids. Right now, you're probably going to be working harder than ever. You have less time than ever to, um, to even focus on yourself because where you would usually have time, just say where the kids would be at school to do what you need to do you don't have that right now so you're going to be cooking more than ever you're going to be cleaning mm-hmm. more than ever because exactly the kids and are then if you around. try to get in you know an hour or so of exercise every night like it's a, it's a lot it's it's a lot and so saying doing nothing just because you don't come out of this with a, a new skill having learned a new skill um does not mean that you did nothing is what i'm trying to say oh okay no no when I say nothing, I mean procrastination. You are really never mind. Um, I want to send a very special shout out to Art and Style. Um, thank you so much for the cash app. We really appreciate it. Kevin, what skill are you working on developing? Um, IT <laughs> skills. IT skills. What did you say? Other people were going to be working on. It could be anything. It could. You can. You can. You can. You can work at home. Uh, it, it can be many things. It could be working at home. It could be cooking. It could be. So those things. are so okay. So that's not a. If you're working at home, you're you're working. You're continuing to work. Now, if you're saying someone who has has lost their job, let's say they lost their job, they're single, they have no children, and they're just sitting home, like I, you know. I could somewhat understand what you're saying, but also you don't know that person's mind state when they're, we're going through a recession, we're in the middle of a pandemic, they lost their job. They're probably worried, you know, extremely worried about their financial situation. Um, You know, so I I just think that that's just like a blanket statement like that. I just wouldn't apply that to everybody. I see a lot of people pushing that notion, but I just think that it's, I don't like it personally, but you know, each yeah. their own yeah as a blanket statement it it doesn't work because it's like you said imagine you've just lost your job right you know that there's okay so you've lost your job you have no money we don't know how long this lockdown is going to last for the shelves are empty in supermarkets you know you need to do bulk shopping and bulk buy but you have no money it, it can you imagine the stress of that can you imagine the stress of you had a job a couple of weeks ago and now you don't know if you're going to be able to pay your rent next month mm-hmm. because you've lost your job? Mm-hmm. You know, you might not even be able to buy food next month. All of that stuff, it's going to, that stress is going to add up for certain people. And so when we try and take that statement of you should be self-improving and if you're not, it's a bad thing and you try and throw that statement and say that everyone should be doing that, yeah, I feel like it even adds to people's stress. You know, it can add to that. And for, okay, someone like me, I could pick up a new hobby, right? But for everyone, that's that's not going to work. 
And I don't feel that everyone should be made, made uh, to feel bad on. if they don't. I uh, hold on. I did not say everyone. Now you you people are telling me what I said to everyone. I you said, people. Uh, yeah, yeah. I said <laughs> is one hour twenty a good thing? And you said yes. That that, that means you you're telling me only two percent of the one improved during quarantine. You're saying it's okay. Well, uh, do you on, know. Uh, okay, I think my thing is, it's better that some people improve than no one improves. So if this situation has 2% of people improve, it's a good thing. It's better than no one improving. The number could be higher, but it's better than how it would have been if the coronavirus never happened, because then no one would have self-improved. So that 2% is still still makes a difference. Uh, okay, okay. Hey, hey, just gags. Imagine me and you were dead. Imagine me and you dead. I'm at home. I have no job, and I only I only start looking for a job after the coronavirus. And the coronavirus lasts up to 120 days. Is that that type of person you're gonna date? Mm, but what does that have to do with self improving during coronavirus? Uh, uh, you, you, know you, you have to look for a job. Okay, <laughs> go, go, go. Kevin, but you know what you're not considering too is also like many of us are working 60 plus hours a week like some of us I said are you actually have no ha- but let me just say some of us are actually happy to have a day that we can sleep in an extra 30 minutes or spend a little bit more time with our children that we're not focused like we're focused on trying to uh, make the best of this situation and, you know, enjoy our children because we work so much when, w- you know, when we're not in a situation like this. So I just think that you, that's not applicable to everyone. And it's just um, hard to, to, you know, generalize and say, because you didn't learn a skill, um, you're a lazy person or uh, what have you. Um, all right, then. Yeah, I, I didn't think of that, but I think some people will be taking the time to escape from um, the sort of the rat race that we're in every day, whether it's work, all those sort of things that are mainly our focus. We can take a step back and enjoy each other a little bit more. So whether it's enjoying your kids, enjoying your partner, it gives us the opportunity to do that right now. And that's why... I think, as we said before, some couples are going to come out of this stronger because they do have that opportunity to actually spend time with and really enjoy each other. But um, I I feel like there's going to be a a mass of breakups after this whole corona thing is over. I feel like there are going to be a lot of breakups because it's going to be an eye-opener to a lot of couples that maybe were not as compatible as we thought we were. You know, um, that's a yeah, good point. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna point. open, it's gonna open people's eyes. Maybe even like a rise in divorces or things like that. I feel like we we possibly would see it. That's a good point, and I think that um, a lot of times, you know, people don't even take time out to really. Um, dissect whether or not they're compatible with the person. Maybe they have good sex or, you know, good, you know, chemistry. So um, I think that that might be put to the test when you're in the house with someone, you know, 24-7. So 
Yeah, um, that that's definitely a good point, and I think that um, it's going to be interesting. I do see that a lot of relationships, if there aren't a lot of breakups, there will be a lot of relationships will be strained during this time for sure. Yeah, if you've based your relationship on superficial qualities, so um, like you said, maybe sex, maybe the amount of money someone has maybe just looks or anything like that then right now you're going to struggle because those things don't build to make a solid relationship it's going to be um your connection and your personalities and how they mesh together that makes a solid connection and if you don't have that if your personalities aren't very compatible it's going to be highlighted now we're definitely going to see it and you're going to feel it and you might just find yourself going to the, like different ends of the house just to get your own space. I I I I and you know why they're going to split up? Because they're going to split up because they're seeing each other every single day. Everybody's getting annoyed. They have nothing to do. They're thinking, "What am I going to do? How is this situation going to bear?" And in their mind, is getting worse and worse and worse instead of looking for a way to improve it's like look look because if you're in your mind because in order for you to break up there's going to be a reason for the breakup and there's going to be times during that period where you can look to improve the situation am i right or do you just suddenly wake up and break up with someone during this period no you don't because you have nowhere to go yeah, so you have to put up with it. And I feel like we've discussed um, sort of people who might be in the early stages of their relationship or the middle stages. But I feel like the, the group that we've forgotten are the people who are married and they're right now at this point, they're, they're married simply for the sake of being married. So they, they're not really close anymore, right? I think we all know couples Good point. like that. They're yes. not really close, yeah, and um, they find their peace in going out, going to work, meeting mm-hmm. other people. That's what makes them happy, and that's what makes their lives bearable. But when it comes to the marriage, they're in it because maybe um, they've got older kids that they don't want to get divorced. They want to mm-hmm. stay together for the kids. They, um, they're worried about finances, so a guy thinks, oh, if I get divorced right now, then you know it's going to affect my finances they're they're together for maybe because they don't know any different they're together for a variety of different reasons but those people who are unhappily married um i feel like that is probably what where i was talking about the murder suicides in my country i feel like that's probably where it's come from it's come from the people who are unhappily married and they don't know how to cope right now. They really don't know how to cope. That's a good point. And you know what? Um, and that's extremely sad, just thinking about the whole murder-suicide thing. But um, you know who I feel sorry for in those situations, um, in the situations where, you know, relationships are strained or, you know, there's an increase in domestic violence, um, domestic violence phone calls and things of that nature are the children you know a lot of these yeah. people have children at home and just thinking about how they are impacted um children who are 
you know, um, witnesses to these strained relationships, a lot of times for them, um, school was their escape. So they're also being impacted 24-7. And that is like heart-wrenching, just thinking about how babies are, uh, and I call all kids babies, I still call my children babies, but um, thinking <laughs> about how um, babies are being impacted by all of this. Uh, okay, okay. Then, I have a question. Uh, I, oh, I'm sorry, on. just to quickly break up, break off from what she said, but I've I've heard a lot about that, and mm-hmm. so sometimes we don't realize how many kids are out there that um, don't have secure homes, mm-hmm. right? Their houses are places of turmoil. So whether it be domestic violence, their parents could be on drugs. Mm-hmm. Some parents don't feed their children and the only meal that those kids have is that meal that they get when they're at school yeah and now they don't have that anymore they don't have that almost um safe refuge that mm-hmm. they know they're going to go to every day and take that break from whatever's going on at home they don't True. get to see their friends at school who help them have a bit of happiness and you know forget what's going on at home for a moment and that is actually that's a big thing for me that's a big thing because when I heard it I never thought of it in that way but mm-hmm. um, those kids are, are really going to suffer and it's probably more kids than we realise yeah. if we add them all up it's that's mm-hmm. a large group of kids yeah I agree totally Kevin did you have a question yeah, my, my question is um how about the, the how about those kids like I like seeing the dad at home, but he's but but however he's got kids of different women in different households. Oh. How would he come? Oh, Kevin, that's that brings about a good point. Danny, yeah. did you hear his question? Yeah, but usually a man, hopefully, in most cases, I would hope that most men are stationary at usually where they where they sleep at. Anyway. I didn't I didn't I didn't understand this question. What was the question again? He was saying, how about the um, children like men who are um, have children by multiple women and the kids, you know, want to see their father at home. But maybe they're they live in different households. Well, that yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if they've already lived in different households, then they'd have to uh, like, let's say the man gets the kids like. Uh, twice a week and then on the weekend, whatever. Um, it's, it's just because this is a thing of survival. And so, you know, we are still very, very fortunate to have um, internet and phones and mm-hmm. stuff like that. We're very, very fortunate to have all these things. So, so know. what if it was a situation though where, okay, so I'm going to throw a hypothetical out there where the child's um, the um, child's guardian um, lost their place of employment. And let's say you and the, let's say for the women, you and the child's father, um, were, you're married and um, his ex uh, lost her employment. So her and his children are going to be impacted. Would you open your home during this quarantine to that um, other part of his family? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. I I probably would. 
no, no, no. I, you know what I don't understand no. about our people. This is this this is the thing. This is so weird to me. Nope. If it was a life or death situation, you actually created a child. Like a lot happens to create a child, and I feel like it's a very minimalized thing, but a lot happens to go into that. Nope. And so it's crazy that there is somebody that you actually created a, a another whole human being, a whole nother life, and you'd be like, oh, hell no. Nah. And well, I'm assuming like, the fellas are saying no, that a man wouldn't be able to come. Is that what you guys are saying? Or hell no, you no, allow no, your ex to come to your home. No outsiders. Whoever's in the house that's quarantined, oh, wow. that's who that's who we work with. Go to mama. It's, it's okay, but your children child, are with her. The child, the child will come in. The, the child, child can, the child can come, mama, <laughs> daddy, whoever it is. So, no, hell no. Okay, so it, it, it's basically a thing of like if she dies, she dies, and I don't really care if that's your mom. <laughs> no, not no, no. Well, I don't know. I'm asking Mr. Research and Jack Spade. Like, if she dies, she dies. Is that the thing? That's what a mama got the basement for. Go to your mama. Yeah, but well, what if she couldn't. Yeah, what well, if that's not an option for whatever house? reason? Yeah. I'll FaceTime and see how she's doing. Oh, no. See, the women are like, yeah, we would permit. I think even Jessica was saying, you know, she yeah, would probably would. be open to it. Yeah, I would, too. I would, because too. You need I ain't to seeing think the if, babies there. Yeah, nah, if none you of, none of the women. Enough, you wouldn't want the mother of the children that you love so much. You yeah. know, as your kids, they love both parents. They love their mom. They love their dad. Mm -hmm. So you but wouldn't real... want to do anything that could I'm impact very good those kids. So none of me, the women, none of the women that I've married or I have dated seriously, I want to be in the same household under the same okay. roof with well, my wife. Well, it's 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 a, a, a pandemic, so you know it's not like it's an ideal situation. But if you're the last resort, oh, oh okay, oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. Now here, here are the conditions. The conditions are the person need to have a stable background and we, we need to be getting along in the first place. If we were not getting along in the first place before that, when we're in the house together, it's only going to make things worse. Mm. Be serious. You're, you're in someone in, in the house for 90 days and was arguing with them before. Please. But it's have you not ever an ideal situation. She's not going to no. want to be in the home with you and your new wife. She could have a new respect for you and a new relationship knowing that it because that is basically you showing her that you're willing to put the kids and her safety as a priority. And so through that, you never know, you could actually improve the relationship that you had before. I'll be like, no, that dude, that dude that you, the dude that you're dating and screwing, go live with him. Mister Research told you that she was. Uh, what if she told you that she was celibate? Or does it matter? Does it matter? Whoever she's dating and screwing, that to me, that's irrelevant. I mean, if if she's coming no, to you, no, then his house no. isn't an option. No, 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 no. And okay, if if he if you guys want to stop being upstarts. Most women are the ones who ask for the divorce. 
Remember, concrete. You know what it is. We still uh, you know, uh, good guys bail us out. That's what it is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Say, say, say that again, uh-huh. Sister George. I miss what uh-huh. you're saying. Still for the good guy to bail us out. Loud, I say again. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I miss. I miss. I miss what she said. Say that again. She said we're still looking for a good guy to bail us out. That's why we would. But that's why we would permit the ex to come in. Mark that down as the panel quote of the day. That's the, that, that right there is the, is the panel quote of the day. Beautiful. You already know the answer because because the bad guy he will get away with it, but the good guy you expect him to do it. So, so, and and see so you guys in the chat. If your baby mama. You um let's say the relationship was okay, but y'all didn't work that. out like she got caught cheating on you, <laughs> but y'all wasn't in a bad what you call it, but she got caught cheating. Would you let her come back to like if y'all still got along? No, bad no, no. Wow. Uh, so, you gonna oh, oh, leave her out on the street? Like, uh, how would uh, that uh, impact your child? Oh, I'll leave the house. I'll leave the house. I look for a place to stay. And let them stay there. Okay. Yeah, okay. the child. The child is fine. The child can stay with me. That's that's my child. The I'm, mama. I'm the mama hey. So so if the so like <laughs> I'm curious if, if she died and the child was like sad, you'd be like, well, she should have chose better. Are you? Oh, man. <laughs> she should have chose better. That's what she get for choosing a a, a, a Ray Ray today. A I'll be like, I'll be like, I'll be like, that's some damn good pussy going away. So well. I wanted to hear Mr. Researcher's question. He had a question. He was trying to get in there. So, so uh, first of all, the, the two guys do not represent the rest of us guys. I mean, that's what's hot here. But here's my I'll question. I'll be realistic. No, I mean, realistic for, for your situation. But, 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 here, but here's the thing, though. So are the women going to allow the male ex to save the child and pop up at the front door? Are they going to allow both of them inside of the house? Wait, say, uh, say, say I don't again. understand the question. Oh, it's the same question reversed. If the baby daddy had custody and he showed up to your house with you and your me. So, so let's put that on, on, on the three women. Are you going to fight to get not only the child in, inside, but the male ex also? I, 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 that honestly, would totally honestly. be up to my my fiance. He would have uh, I, like concrete. Oh, I, I'm so I, glad I, you answered it before I'm I did. Serious. Go I, ahead. Girl. No if he said no, they can't come in. <laughs> you know, oh, he he one, would have one. to. But yeah. one, okay. No, he, my one, he has to one. make that call to be completely oh, thank honest. You. Thank you. Thank All right, that's that's like thank one you. of three. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it would, it would be up to Curling. It would be up to Curling. Okay, that's two. Yeah. Okay, and and Jessica. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. It's like a really big hypothetical for me. So if, if I was to have kids and then the kids that I had lived with their dad, would I let them back in during this? Yeah, yeah, I am Jessica. You had a man. Remember, you have a man. And I have a, I have a boyfriend at the time. Yes. I, I think it, it, it would depend on the relationship that I had with 
the the father of my children. Okay. If we had even like a semi decent relationship, then I would. But if things are hostile between us, then maybe I I wouldn't. You okay, know? I wouldn't. All right, so so I just I just asked that question to prove a logical point. In our community, unfortunately, when it's the guy. It's like he's supposed to be extra noble, extra honorable. He's supposed to do the righteous thing, saith the Lord. You guys answered real well, but normally when it's the woman, then all bets are off. If women are going to tell guys, hey, look, it's all about equality. Women are just as equal. So that means all of your decisions have to be just as equal. If somebody sits here and says, okay, these guys need to think about the, the 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 former uh baby mama well you got to do the same thing as an equal person because equality gets drilled into us these days then why can't it be the same thing when it's a former child's father but see when 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 people tell us as as sons hey look you only need to consider women in the type of crises the women don't have to consider you but at the same time we want y'all to believe in equality. It becomes very confusing. What do you ladies think about that? <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of background noise. I don't know where it is, but that um, that's a that's a yeah, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, that's, yeah, Kevin. <laughs> it sounded it like, like the Yin Yang Twins, you know, the beginning of that song. Like it was like some strange moment. Listen, what did I do? Oh my you, you didn't put yourself on mute. <laughs> Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Chow, you sound like, I don't know. I don't know. Damn, Kevin, just push the beanbag chair to the table, uh, to the floor, man. Just have a seat on the floor, man. No, 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 but serious question. What What do you ladies feel about that? Because, see, you pe people hit us as sons with this confusing conundrum. Be honorable, but don't expect women to be honorable. Be just, but don't expect women to be just. And at I the agree. same time, it's 2020. Women are telling us it's all about equality. That's now, confusing. I agree with you. I think that um, women are looked at as the weaker sex, uh, you know, historically. So as a result, there is an expectation that the man be honorable and, you know, permit in this situation, the woman and the child in, for, you know, as opposed to leaving them out in the cold, whereas um, the same favor is not extended to the male. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree as well. Um, we live in a time of where people are pushing equality, but also traditional values. And so what you see a lot of women apply to um, the way they think today is that they want the benefits that come with equality, but they want the benefits that come with um, traditional values. So they still want to look at you as you're the provider, you are the protector. So if that happened during coronavirus it's your job as a provider and a protector to take us in but they don't want to apply um the equality part to to that whole situation so there would be a lot of women who if you as you say you reverse the question and you said would women take their ex in a lot of women would say no because you're you're basically picking and choosing from um you know different mindsets what is the perfect equation for you and so a lot of the time it's going to come down to what benefits you most so i i agree it can be confusing 
um, for guys, and there is a double standard. We we know that. Well, I think with the with the women bringing in the ex husband, uh, baby daddy, or something like that, I think their biggest fear is the the men uh, trying to achieve some type of payback for some crap that may have happened during their uh, during the separation or during the uh, during the relationship. So I think that's one of the biggest things that they're fear of. Is he going to come back in here and start some shit with me because of this here, this here, this here? Uh, look, I, I, there's something else I'm going to say. And this is going to sound harsh, but I'm sorry. But if another man has a, a, a baby with that woman, technically, that man will always own that woman. These are facts. Because that relationship will always be there in the man's eyes. In the man's uh, eyes. But you know that's, that's very 1950. Well, no, no. Because I've had a lot of guy friends tell me that once they sleep with a woman, they feel like that the woman is theirs to in a certain degree, especially if they um did all the the can I romance can I that? that sounds like can some Mike Tyson shit doing? right there. No, it, but but guys, especially now, if guys have been married and shit like that to a woman, and the woman and they get a divorce from the woman or whatever, I think a lot of guys still feel like that woman is uh somewhat theirs in in in. Subconsciously, it might be, but I feel like a lot of guys feel like that. So let me explain this. Let me me explain, Sister George. There's a there's a bunch of dudes, and it doesn't mean I'm right about everybody, but there's a bunch of dudes who have nothing going on other than sexuality and women. And when you a person that got nothing going on, you ain't got no other dragons to kill. The only thing you really focus on is thighs. Then yeah, that's gonna be his concern. Because those same dudes, they're not managers at their job. They don't own uh, companies. And they're not even trying to think about taking over uh, the uh, teachers' union at their at, at they city. They're focused on one thing and one thing only. The, the only thing they have power at, women. No real dude thinks like that. He, he, oh, well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're being realistic here. We're being realistic. Realistic say... If the guy had to go with some way, it doesn't matter if he's a little way or a big way. These are facts. The guy still owns the women. These are facts. Oh, that's that's a little boy way of thinking. Nobody owns nobody. Oh, I, I, I think it depends whether the, guy, whether the guy still has feelings for the woman and whether he ideally he'd like to get back with her. Then he may harbor. No, I actually, you know what, guys? I actually think that, um, like sperm and egg and stuff like that, and making a whole person that's not just. A, I have another like, question for you guys. Um, this is well, just, I, thought, I thought Sister George was saying something. Oh, Damn. I can't hear her. I'm sorry, I can't hear her. Let me go out and come back in. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> I was saying that um, with people having sex, especially if they have raw sex, there are binds and bonds and stuff like if, and I don't want to get too religious or anything, but there are, it's just not, it was never supposed to be um, a vagina and a penis, things going in and out, that's just it. It was actually like uh, DNA exchange and there's 
there's a lot in our DNA when we exchange it. So um, if you had real love for a person, maybe I think that's probably why it is. I don't think that um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky it's a tricky situation because my my stance is nobody. Like I said before, no one that I have uh, had a relationship with or even my ex-wife would I trust bringing into the household uh, with if I had a spouse with my spouse, because you never know if that person may be coming in and then trying to ruin your household because you have the stability that this person, uh, that, you know, someone, that's why someone you have to have exes. a strong union with your partner. But I do understand what you're saying because they could be trying to cause some sort of division or just be divisive in some way. So that's, that's a good point. And for, and for a lot of us, the person is a ex for a reason. I'm, I'm not saying mm -hmm. all, but for a lot of people, that ex is an ex for a reason. And now you may, you're looking at bringing this person back in into your household where they have to mingle with your your partner. And we're not, we're not talking about something for a couple of days. We're talking about something that can last a couple of months. This is so why I like. True. So no, this, on on my with with my history of the people that I've dealt with, I can only speak for hey. myself. Hell no. Hell no. Hey. Hey, hey, panel. Well, hey. Go, hi, hey. Hi, hi, um, Kevin. Um, hey, how y'all doing? What do you think about our topic? Uh, the coronavirus and all that. Um, I do have one point to make. Um, if you haven't gotten anyone pregnant or you don't have a child or you already have kids or whatever, I wouldn't suggest you get anybody pregnant during this time. All right. For those of you who've had children, what do they tell you? They say, go get immunizations and keep the place germ free. Mm -hmm. Now you got a virus going around and it is killing infants from what I hear now. So my suggestion is to stay safe and don't get nobody pregnant because you don't know, you might be bringing a child into a situation they can't survive. Mm -hmm. That's a very good point. This is why I like black people overseas, because this whole thing about the sexuality part of it, going back to what Jack said, it's like we I'm talking about life right now, impacting someone's life. It's not about sex. It's about impacting life. Yeah. You know I, what it do? Do you understand what gravity it could have to lose a child? Yeah, I was. Yes, everybody's thinking about the set. Yeah. Yeah, you you weren't referring to what I was saying. No, sir. I said Jack. okay. Okay, so you you were okay. Whatever. Go ahead, dude. Go ahead. Anyway, so 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 really quickly, I'm going going back to what Jack said. It's like um, this whole thing with the sexuality. We here in America, we we get too territorial over sex. When you live overseas, you can jump on a train and be in another country before the night is over. You can get on a scooter and be in two and three countries within 12 hours. You, you, you haven't, there, there's people over there that have sex, like having a handshake and, and, and to be thinking, no, but that's real though. And, and, and that's one thing about Europe. Europe is a overly sexed place. America is not. And, and, and oh. I just wanted to say that, uh, what, what Jack was saying, uh, and that happened before Kev came in, but go ahead, Kev, you got it. Mm, all right. Well, uh, go ahead, Kev. Uh, no, uh, I was just saying, you know, just to, you know, use safety practices and all of that stuff and to not overreact because I think, I, I personally think the overreaction is ridiculous. But 
you know. But but that's it. That's it for now. I mean, y'all well, go ahead. Um, I, I, I really lost what I was. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think you bring about a good point, and that is definitely something that we should be considering. We don't know. Um, we, we don't know enough about this virus. Um, we're learning more and more every day. And that is something that, you know, we should be considering. But um, I think that it's a good point. I'm going to ask one question to the panel. Then I'll let Roger chime in. Um, this will be my final question. And after we get Roger's take, we're going to start the process to wrap it up. But my final question before Roger chimes in on the topic or whatever he's heard so far um, is... Do you guys believe that um, men who have children with women and they're no longer in the relationships, whether it's an ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, whatever, do you think that they owe a responsibility to the woman to call and ensure that she has everything she needs during this during this time? So we'll let Roger chime in on the topic and then we'll take you guys' opinion regarding that question. Well, you know what? I was going to chime in somewhat on that same level anyway. Okay. Because the the issue that we have is that for whatever reason, sisters somehow get it in their head that because they became a baby mama, they deserve wife privileges. And this is that's what's being expressed. Because, see, if you have a crisis, a wife can get in. If a man has a place, of course a wife can get in. That's his wife. Mm-hmm. But when if you're not married to a woman, when you meet a woman, she's a nobody. She'll never be somebody until you say she's somebody. So until you put her in a relationship where you're saying that's my woman, that's my girlfriend, fiance, whatever the case is, until you say that's your woman, she's a nobody. And even if you have a child, if you don't have a relationship, you are nobody. And even if you get into a relationship and you become somebody for a while, but for whatever's going on, you can't close the deal where the guy don't want to marry you. Once your relationship is over, you go back to being nobody. Doesn't make a difference. You had a kid or not. So it, it, you're either a nobody without a kid or you're a nobody with a kid. So just because a crisis come up does not give you status. Wives have status. Moms have status. Cousins have some status. But at the end of the day, you are nobody. Nobody's don't get privileges in time of crisis. Well, that should be the case. It absolutely could be the case. Uh, and I, I, I kind of feel like I agree with that. But we've had, or I, I want to say that the culture has been so established that um, men treat a lot of different women that they shouldn't treat a certain way, a certain way. And that's not on the woman. Not many. Not many. If women want to depend on those few amount of men that's going to be done, knock yourselves out. But from an overall majority, black men have determined most of y'all ain't get married and most of y'all can't maintain stable relationships. Well, but don't you think that the man who um, um, laid down with the woman, so you know that you didn't marry her when you created a child with her. So, so? how? So if, if you would have married her, then she would have been permitted those privileges? despite the fact that you're the one empowered to propose? Power to propose? I can't hear anything. 
Oh man, I think that was a record. Eight seconds of dead air on this channel. Woo! <laughs> Lord have mercy. What I happened? thought it was just you know my phone be janky, so I thought. No, it was my just my bad. I, I um what what I was what I was saying in response was I don't care if you had twelve kids. If you was dumb enough to have twelve kids by some man that already told you you weren't worth marrying, that's your dumb fault. Ooh, and at ooh, the end ooh. of the day, I don't care how dumb you are as a person. You still haven't made it out of nobody's status. So if you don't get out of nobody's status, you don't get privileges that somebody gets. So when a wife shows up in time of crisis, she's going to get her privileges. You know what I'm saying? That's just the way it is. And if a nobody shows up in, in times of crisis, she gets treated like a nobody. That's so why does, the say same, does the same go for the male? If the it, because we did the reverse question, so if the male is a husband, he can be permitted in, but if he was a boyfriend or baby daddy, he can't be permitted in. Is that the case? <laughs> what husband, uh, what husband ain't gonna already have his place established with his wife in the first place? And what man needs a woman to take care of him in time of crisis? <laughs> I don't know, it was a hypothetical question. Uh, if you, uh, if you need, if you as a man need to be taken care of in time of crisis or a time that ain't a crisis. You deserve to, to blow in the wind. <laughs> I don't think that anyone was actually advocating for you taking care necessarily of your ex or, you know, the ex-mother of your children. I think what we were highlighting was um, making the children a priority. And so if you're a responsible guy in a time of crisis, you are going to make sure that your children are as comfortable, as protected and as happy as possible. Right. And so if you do have like a decent relationship with your ex, then why wouldn't you um, also bring her in? If you know you can trust her not to try and, um, you know, try and disturb your normal life or try and disrupt your current relationship, then in my mind, why wouldn't you simply to have your children be happier at that time? Because they know that there's this scary thing going on out there in the world and they probably Good want the point. comfort of being with their mother and so if you have a good relationship why not it's not for her it's for your children and that's give the you, perspective I was looking at it from well I'm gonna give you a quick and easy answer when you ask the question can the woman get in just because she got the child that already implies that she should get some type some type of privilege she can't get in because she's a nobody it doesn't make a difference whatever y'all relationship is she don't have the status of being his wife she ain't in a relationship, so she's not his girlfriend. She is not his woman, so she is not his problem. And at the end of the day, it doesn't make a difference what the children understand. The parents are supposed to raise the children. We're not supposed to be having children raise us as adults. They don't dictate how parenting goes. Parents are supposed to do that. So it doesn't make a difference how that child feels or what that child understands. In a time of crisis, we you know Roger has some strong parents. It's not, it ain't just about so, being strong. It's just about being simple. You do have very strong views, and and they're and me, me and shouldn't, I guess. Yeah, you, no, no. So are the children just pawns to get checked on? My God. <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is, because if I'm a father, my child automatically has a place because that's my child. So they get, they have, they're gonna get their status recognized. So you open is the it, door for your child, but your child is concerned about mommy. Well, where's mommy gonna go? Mommy doesn't my, have any place to go. I mean, my child has the right to to pay for any place he want to put his mother. <laughs> I got it. Okay, I gotta, see, you can't. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna throw a caveat in this. And wait a, minute, wait a minute. Let me just ask Roger this question real quick, and I'm gonna be done. 
So Roger, if the if the child's mother dies, you just be like, well, yeah, she died. Uh, next, like, how do you? That's gonna be on your conscience, bro. Uh, 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 I doubt it. If the child mother dies, what? So are you gonna be like, yeah, she just died, you know? And you could have saved her. Oh well, huh? We 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 not in a relationship. Why would I care if she died? That's the mother That's, of your yeah. Children. Damn, you what ain't fair. One of your exes died. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm I'm asking a realistic question. She ain't. We not in a relationship together. What? How does it really affect me if she dies? Your child no longer has a mother. Your children are going to have so, half the amount of love and parenting that this, they would have if she was still here. Can I can I throw a caveat so in this? Let me Roger out after you guys finish. Now we're at. All I was quickly saying is, is if my if my if the child's mother dies, that ain't got nothing to do with me, and ain't got nothing to do with the kid. We gonna be all right because we got a relationship going on. No, no, Roger, I agree. I got a historical reference after Jack uh, finishes to, to help you out in this argument. Okay, the caveat is, I know you're trying to keep this short, but what if the mother has a child by another person? So she has one child by you mm-hmm. and one child by another person. Do you take her in? Yeah, my child has status. I don't know these other people you're talking about. You gonna leave your child's sibling out in the cold, Roger? Stop. My child has status. This it's it's a hard lesson that black people refuse to learn because you you're supposed to get privileged just because you are somebody. Every every other group of people understands that, and you, my child, you automatically get status from me. Period. What I can do for you, what I can do for you. Let me help. Let me help Roger out with something that's that's like documented. The, the unfortunate thing is Roger is right because the whole thing that people say, think about the mother, of your child, that's a plantation concept. Nobody outside of plantation America actually used to think like that. Here's the proof. Here's my source. 1700s, there was laws that said at 12 years old, the child has to go with the dad, period, point blank. Outside of America, England had the same thing. France had the same thing. We all know the concept of marriage originated out of Iraq in 23 BC or something. They had the same concept. Roger's concept is historical. The whole think about the mother thing only originated out of the fields of the plantation because the massa wanted the woman to always be in a, a place of dominance within the community when he was away from the plantation. You got to remember in, in 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 my study, Massa had to leave 20, 30 slaves by themselves. He needed to demean the power of Roger and make Roger funnel all of his decisions through the woman who Massa so, would be taking advantage of later. So my last point is 1700s, Roger is absolutely correct. It, it, it was like that. It was documented on the books. Yeah, but uh, you guys know black women. Black women will keep their child with them in the streets out of spite if you ain't letting them in too. Come on now. Like we do we not know black women? Seriously. She gonna have to explain that. She gonna have to explain that to her child later on down the road. She got to explain that. I don't. Oh gosh. Okay. You know, I, I will say that I feel that that would fall on her. So if she chooses to be spiteful because I get what he's saying, right? Basically. Him taking the kids in is what's the right thing to do. Him mm-hmm. also letting the woman in, that becomes a privilege because yeah. he doesn't necessarily have any duty of care towards her, mm-hmm. only his kids. So it'd be nice of him to let her in, but it's not necessary. So well, for well, you as a mother, if that's the case, you should say, okay, 
I'll let the kids stay with you. I know that they're going to get what they need. They're with their dad. And you yourself go and find somewhere else. If you decide to take your kids with you just to be spiteful, that falls back on on the woman that's doing that. Well, well, I agree. Some of these are crazy. Here, here in this country, Jessica, it falls back on the Ronald Reagan laws. It falls back on the government because she will never be held accountable. It's not like Australia. It's not like England. It's not like no other place. That may be true outside of America. It does fall back on the woman because there's less safety nets. Here in America, the woman can destroy the kid and leave him to rot. It doesn't matter. She's still going to get patted on the back by the government here. I want to hear you guys and uh, responses to my question because we're going to wrap can this I... up in a second. But go, go ahead, General. What do yeah, you let me answer that regarding? shit. Hold on now. Look, check this out. What's up? Good evening to everybody. Um, check me out, right? So as a three-time divorcee with children from each of the women that I was married to, I can best answer that question. I agree with Roger. They're exes for a reason. Now, do I want to see them out in the streets and and, and the worst possible case scenario? That ain't what Roger said. That was Jack Spade. Well, whoever whoever said it. Okay, I got it. But at the end of the day, my children always have status. They always have a place in my home. They, however, do not. No. I got a pallet for you in the garage overnight. After that, (laughs) your ass is out of here. You are an ex for a reason. See, we got to stop all of this bullshit because the brother laid it out. I put it in the chat. In the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, maybe somewhat in the 80s, okay, yeah. But now we got this whole equal rights thing. So now we're talking about equality. You guys push for it, just like I told some soldiers earlier. Female soldiers didn't want to do the job because these boxes are so heavy. Yo, I'm sorry. I didn't say it to them, but I thought, well, the women before you fought for you to have equal rights. You decided to come into the army. You decided to come into this MOS. Therefore, you are obligated to do the same job that these other soldiers are obligated to do based on the fact that you get paid the exact same money and you're in the exact field of work. So you're going to get in here and do your part. You're not going to stand on the sideline and parade pretty and play with your nails, patting your weave, look in your phone while the guys do all the work and you get the pay, the same equal pay. It doesn't work like that. You wanted equal rights, now you got it. This whole pandemic shit is drawing out a lot of speculation as to what's going to happen with a lot of sisters out here. As I said it earlier on somebody else's panel, I'm going to finish in closing, right? I said this earlier. I was at work when this thing first kicked off and they started doing the, you know, stay in your homes and all of that crap. You know what a lot of the black women were saying? Because I typically work with a lot of black women and I typically talk to a lot of black women. I don't talk to a lot of other races of women. You know what they were saying? I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, my God. You mean to tell me I have to announce them? What's going to happen? What if this happened? What if that happened? I don't have a man. My, me and my husband divorced. It's just me and my kids. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? You're supposed to do exactly what I'm supposed to do. You're supposed to fucking survive. You're supposed to get into that mode and fucking survive. See, that the, the dawn of the day is over with where, oh, well, she's a woman. You have to uh, make you have to make provisions. Uh, she's your ex and you don't want to see her out. No. Hey, check this out. How you doing? Good to see you. Listen, this is what I got for you. I know it's cold out there. I know it's a lot of shit going on in the streets. 
I got this pallet for you. Take the garage. You got a cell phone. You might want to call the last guy. What's my ex for? You might want to call that last guy or somebody, you know, somebody that you're dealing with now because our relationship has been over with now for the past 10 to 12 fucking years. Give me my child. He, he or she, they have bedrooms. I, they got a warm, nice, soft bed. You can get this pallet. She should be garage. able to sleep in the bed. In with the him. morning, your ass is out of here. What? That's in the morning. Your ass is out yeah. of here. Right have early. Rooms, if she can sleep in the bed with the children. No. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. 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 She can't. No. No. She can't. No. She, she got to provide all the Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, that's not cruel. You see, this is. Is again the point of this conversation is to is to call out the fucking hypergamy attitude that, that goes on in these conversations. Why is it now you don't want things to be equal, but in any other time, the brother said it earlier. Any other time you want it equal. You want to go oh, on I don't fight for equality. You want to well, see now you're personalizing, you can't do that. We're speaking in general. Any other time you want to go on a job, you do the same job that a man does, regardless of what type of job it is, you want the same pay, but you don't want to do the same work. No, it doesn't work that way. I gotta go out here, goddammit, and, and, and sleep in the field and on this cot and in this in the cold and lay out here on the ground and put this pup tent up and be cold and gotta change clothes inside my sleeping bag and all this shit. Guess what? You don't get a nice, warm, comfy fucking little camper to come out to the field in. No, you get paid the same amount of money as I do to do the same exact job as I do. So let's make it happen. Y'all wanted this equal. Well, your your four mothers wanted this shit equal rights. Now you got it. Deal with it. A general, general. Black women had it very good when these brothers had jobs and porters unions, and they brought black women in. They created the first national black women economics council, and those mayonnaise women got jealous. Look, look at how they bring their women up with them. So they went and they convinced our chocolate ladies to fight with them. But in reality, those mayonnaise women were going to stick by their families before they stuck, stuck by the sisterhood woman thing. Now that it's all jacked up, now people are realizing, wait a minute. So you mean the boy has an option to not care? Yep, that's called equality. So, But we don't want that. We don't want equality within the black community. What we want is this standard of I get to do and say whatever the fuck I want, want to do and say as a black woman. But then in a time of trouble, in a time of need, you're supposed to forget about all of that. Don't worry about all of that. That's not important. That's irrelevant. Why are you, you bringing up old shit? And you're supposed you to accept me I, back in because we have kids. Can y'all hear me? No. It don't work that way. Oh, yeah. This is a new day, a new age. We're in 2020. Hey, hey, General, can you hear Daniel? No, I can't. Sister George trying to say something. I'm sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I guess my question to the panel and to the chat, it's like we don't have a certain type of humanity for somebody. I can't and, hear. Maybe I should leave and come back. But, yeah, but you might have to. George, they can't I agree. No, no, no let me finish I know my point. No, he's saying he couldn't hear you. He's going to leave and come back. It, but it seems like, let me, let me finish my point, huh? Go ahead, Sister George. Go ahead, okay. go ahead. It just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like we have any humanity at this point toward each other. And then it's, it's crazy to me that 
if you've actually laid down, you established, may, hopefully mm -hmm. you established some type of relationship with a person and not to say that she shouldn't be in a better, better position or, or whatever. And I, and I agree with that. I have, yeah, but we don't know what the underlying circumstances are. Where's the compassion? But it's like for a person that you actually laid down with and you're like, well, that bitch can go to the wolves because me and her aren't together anymore. I, I don't know. And it's not like um, I would go to an ex's funeral and I'd be boohooing all over the coffin. But let's just say an ex died or some shit. And we we actually had a decent relationship. You you know you I I feel yeah. bad. like damn I didn't want him to die. You know I don't give a fuck yeah. about it to a certain degree, but I don't want anything bad to happen. Does that make sense? You're you're the twenty percent. Perfect sense. See, Rose is the twenty percent. Maybe even Jessica's the twenty percent. The eighty percent is going to weaponize these laws and think nothing about the humanity that you just stated. The, the 80% is going to spend their time trying to get a unfair advantage. They're not going to do what Jessica said, take it on the chin. They're not going to do none of that. And so when the guys here, General, Roger, me, Jack, when we explain that we don't hate women, we're just not going to allow ourselves to get played. And in order to do that, we have to be just as inhumane as some of our counterparts who use it to their advantage. Let me let me pose this thing to you on the reversal. Look at how black feminism cradles white women. We want they they want to work with them. Do you know everybody would go crazy if black men were to do the same thing with white men? That's the inconsistency. So when you say humanity, you absolutely right. But going back to what General said, it seems like when women are posed with the question of humanity, they say, ah, that's going to affect me getting a bag. So I don't care who, who who gets hurt. Kids grow up terrible. Kids grow up doing crime. He goes to child support, loses everything. I don't care. Yep, that's Where's well, see, Mr. Research, if I may, and I know y'all want to chime in. I'm going to be brief. I promise you. Um, here it is. You take in case in point with my second wife that I was married to and I was paying child support and I went and we thought we had an admirable relationship. And I told her, I said, listen, hey, check this out. If you go through the courts, they're going to take money that you could that could go in your pocket and use it for fees and all this other stuff. Here's what I propose. We looked at the chart. I said, I'm going to give you eleven hundred and eighty dollars for the one child that we have. Eleven eighty. You know what the state was going to give her? The state was going to give her $690. I said, that doesn't make sense. So let's avoid the child support system. I will make you out a military allotment so you know that it's going to be there. There is no secret. You're going to get the money. It's going to be there. Every time I get paid, you'll get paid. She opted to go the other way just to be spiteful. So she lost out from $1,180. She got $690. You know what happens too? Um, uh, a lot of women will put child support on the man because it's like, um, like my mom and my mom told me this, but I, I have to get get kind of into my story one day. But my mom was like, it, like if you keep calling your baby daddy, like you're calling him, he knows that the child needs whatever, whatever, but you're calling him and 
it's like as opposed to calling him and having to deal with a certain aspect of it, then you um you put him on child support and you have to worry about it. What do you think of that? What do you mean? I actually like I actually like your idea, and I think that's a great thing if you can establish that with your ex. I think that's a great idea. If you right. can, I agree. Keep the support. government out your business. But what you but what you just said makes absolutely no sense. And see, why would you you get you're gonna get twice the amount of money? Plus, guess what? It's my child. I'm military. That child is going to get what? Free medical, free dental, free health care. I don't know. I, I wasn't saying it just about you. I was just saying in general. In general, yeah, I get you. That's why I'm taking you down this path. That, that's why I'm taking you down this path. I can only speak to it from that from that particular platform because I've been in the army for so long. I, I've seen women say, I'm gonna put you on child support. And the guy would offer because I would tell guys, hey man, this is what I would do if I were you. You don't want these white folks in your business. It'll look, you know, bad on you and the command. Soon she go in there to your commander talking about, I ain't getting no money for this, that, and the third. Go ahead and make her out an allotment. You know the child support is coming. Look at the chart, make out the allotment for this amount for more than what she's supposed to get. That way, when they when she goes in there, because most black women, they're going to do that. They're gonna have a fucking attitude because they because simply because of this. You won't do what they want you to do. They cannot be in control and be in charge of you as a grown ass man. So they get spiteful. Real time. I didn't give the child support, but you ain't gonna see your child. This is why so many brothers, when they go down there to get the children, they always got to take a mediator, or they got to get a brother, a sister, a mother, a father, a grandmother, somebody to go pick the child up for them because they got so much fucking hell to get their own children. When they know, when the woman knows that the man has visitation rights, she will violate it intentionally. And the brother just said, "You guys are of the eighty percent. I mean, uh, you guys are of the twenty percent." 80% of black women feel that way. You can be the best motherfucker out here. You can be like, hey, look, you know what? I'm still going to allow you to stay in the house. I'll pay for it. Oh, by the way, I'm going to pay for your car. Oh, by the way, I'm going to pay for the, the basic amenities that you need to live. Light, water, gas. I'll pay for all of that. I just don't want that problem with the child support. I can afford it. No issue. They still will okay. fucking well, find a way to play in your life. 80%. <laughs> I, let me, I want to speak to the humanity situation. Okay. Uh, cause people say like, Roger, my child, <clears throat> in time of a crisis, to mess to whatever I have available. You bargain, Roger. Like that. You sound like you're saying some good shit too. <laughs> All right. All right. It's just a little bit better for you. Yeah. Come on. Yes. Roger. Okay. Um, in a time of crisis, if my child has a, has humanity, and my child's humanity is more important than everybody else's humanity, so therefore, my child is important, so my child can come in. I don't care about everybody else's humanity at the level of my child. I'll put a bullet in your, I'll put a bullet in your head myself if it's going to make sure my child is okay. A time of crisis, I'm taking care of me and mine. Point blank, period. If but you're not mad, emotional well-being. And what not about it? Parent, they gonna, parent is uh, has shelter is going to impact them. Look, look. No, my mommy child will be okay. Mommy will be child. okay because mommy's going to go to mommy's going to go to your uncle's house. You know that uncle that comes <laughs> by to see mommy. You know, late at night, 
that's where mommy will be. Mommy will be fine. You go ahead and go <laughs> in your room and play with your toys, but mommy's going to go over to yeah, Uncle, Uncle Johnny's house. Seriously? <laughs> no, no, because the time out. of bullshit is over with. I'm sorry, Roger. The time for bullshit is over with. Either you want equality, simple and plain, one plus one equals two, two plus two equals four, or you do not. What y'all want is some stupid fucked up ass math. That's what y'all want. Y'all want <laughs> one plus zero equals three. And that means it's all for me. Yeah, in Fuck the comments, you. they said we want cucks. So whatever. Well, it's starting to sound that way. But yeah. um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say this, though. I'm, I'm going to say this. We talking about humanity, right? My child humanities matter. Point blank, period. My child is a child. Who cares what my child thinks? My child, if they really went through some type of trauma, they're going to live to get past that trauma because I'm going to make sure they stay alive long enough to do so. I go. don't care who got to die at a time of crisis as long as my child lives. Just that simple. If you're not family, you ain't family. And if you're an ex, you're not family. Y'all talking about this. But what if the mom... In real talk, there's only one other ex that I even have an ideal of her whereabouts and things like that. Most of my exes, I have no clue where they are. If they they could be dead now, I have I know an idea if they dead. Don't really care if they dead. Don't care if they die tomorrow. They're not my problem. They're not my issue. I'm not with those people. So, what's that? What was your longest relationship? Maybe a year and a half. Oh, the wow. Yankee about the bitch. Yeah, um, but Roger, no, you no. If you, if you can't, if you, if you cannot qualify to be a wife, I don't need to be with you no super long period of time. Mm. Could right. you answer my question, Roger? I already know the answer based on what you've said. But do you think there's any obligation? Oh, like should you call and see if the because your child is there? Let's say. The situation, you know, the mother has a home, but should you, should the man be responsible for calling to see if the woman needs anything for riding past to ensure that, you know, she's safe? Like, should, is there any obligation that the father of the child has to the mother if they're not together just to ensure she has everything she needs during this pandemic? Yes. The man should call the woman and say, if you have a problem of any kind, send my child over to me. <laughs> That's it. Because hey, you can't handle it. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Junior? How's everything? How, uh, yeah? How's your mama doing? Oh, she is? Okay. Uncle Johnny over there. Oh, okay. Well, mommy good. How are you? <laughs> Whatever. No, no, no I mean, but see, but see this is... is let, 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 me, let me finish this, Roger. Go ahead, and I'm going to go away. I appreciate you, brother. The truth is what it is. Let, let me lay out a scenario. You, your, man, your husband, and your child are in a car. There's a car accident that you're in. You're the one, only one who's capable and functional enough to move around. You know that the car is going to implode in any moment. Who do you attempt to save first? The child or your husband? Do, do, the do, child. Do. So now when men take that attitude, it's, oh, no, what about the mother? Oh, my God, I can't believe you would say. Now, ideally, you would try and save both. But when it comes down to it and we're all on a boat and that boat is sinking and it's alligators around, guess who becomes top My priority? husband would want me to focus on the child. Oh, well, so. see, there, there you go. There you go. See, you, you <laughs> no, keep, keep going out personally. In that water, girl. <laughs> Don't put that These niggas are hood. like, we can make more kids. But you know what? Oh, no. Um, no, my child comes first. Hey, I'm sorry. But you know you what? That's different, Q. Yeah, Q, if... If, if the situation were reversed where my ex had custody of our children and him and his girlfriend or him and his wife 
live together, I would be calling to see, hey, what can I bring by? Is everything okay? Um, do you guys need anything? Is I got extra toilet paper when I went out. I would be nurturer. Nurture, nurturer. That's what you are. Nurturer. Right? The protector in me is gonna say, right. hey, if anything happened, if anything happened and my child is in danger, you you call me. But other than that, you're on your own. Let's look at let's take the kids out of the let's take the kids out right. of it. Let's just Hold on, it. can I get in, please, brother? Yeah, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. First of all, I didn't like I didn't like Concrete Rose's answer about if they was in a car accident, who's she gonna save first, the child or the husband? With the the well, right answer, the right answer would be I would see how damaged each person is and then make my decision because that would well, be the I, right answer. I know my partner, and if we had children, he would want me to save the child. Like uh, you, you, know. you got at least you you have to at least determine which one needs help first, and if one of them is in critical condition versus not being in critical condition, that I mean, tells I, me I, who I, I go to first. I'm not going to be able to carry 250 pounds of muscle or what you know solid weight anyway, so it's not going to behoove me. Okay, to I mean, hey, try hey. To say your, you said you personality, your husband, your value. Okay, when it when it come to me, point blank, period, I'm saving mine. So if you my wife, yes, you can be saved. If you my child, yes, you can be saved. But at the end of the day, if you don't have what it takes to get through whatever type of calamity that goes on, and I got what's needed then I'll just come get my kid. I'm not going to even make you go through the trouble bringing my child to me. I'll come get the kid. Myself. Come get you ain't got to worry about, and don't even worry about, about it. You ain't got to worry about the clothes. I got it. I got yep, it. Just, we, we're, about, we're about to put this little mask on. Ladies, to listen take, to what these men are telling you. Yeah, because, because we're telling you. Because we need we're to telling take you, heed. You do, because we're, we're telling okay. you the truth. This is this is the modern era. And, we, you know, it's, you know, I'm sorry, but you, you want equality. What's equal? Is one and one three, or is it two? Which one is it? Well, I'm not even speaking just from a point of equality. The point blank period, mine is mine. If you're my wife, you're mine. You're my girlfriend, you're mine. If you're some Facts. ex, you're not mine. Facts. Simple as that. Why would I be do looking out for all these people that's not mine? I'm going to look out for me and mine first. What Facts. would everybody else do? Why should I not take the same attitude as any other normal thinking person? Every normal thinking person gonna take care of themselves and theirs first. Yeah, so but the situa scenario we gave Roger is that you are okay. Like your situation is good. You in a home, you got plenty of space, and your child's mother she you know loses her job or she and has to move out, whatever. But you are already good. So being that you're good, are you going right. to extend? any kind of assistance to your ex by allowing her to come into the home to, you know, seek shelter. I'm giving her assistance by taking a kid off her hands. That's your responsibility. What are you talking about? Okay. So, so you guess what? You got all the time you need to figure out whatever you need to figure out and you ain't got to worry about this kid at all. Just call, call me when you get right, yourself I'm together. Leave it alone. Hey. Why you? Why do you want me to take care of some random woman? That's what I'm not understanding. Why do you want me to take care of a random woman? Roger, you know, imagine Roger went and running into his ex. I've never seen this woman a day in my life. Listen, Roger X gonna know how he is. She ain't even gonna dot his dough because I'm sure she gonna be like, uh, uh not that one. <laughs> but what? Let's do our our final thoughts. Let's go ahead and do final thoughts. All right, final thoughts. Thoughts. All right, so since I am a benevolent individual, um, I don't mind helping my fellow man or woman, but let's fast, let's bring this back about 
13 years because my son is 27 now. If this situation had happened while my son was 10, 11, 12, 13, um, the case would be my son could live with me. His mama, she's on her own just because of the crap that I had to deal with with her up to that point. Um, My ex-wife, because of the crap that I had to deal with, the latter part of the marriage and even into the uh, after we've been divorced, hell no. Matter of fact, I got a call from both of them within the past two weeks and I had to tell both of them, hell no. Um, wow. There's, there's one person that I have dated going back 2013, 2012. I would take her in because the, the relationship ended because uh, she had to relocate for a job. So I would take so her only in. if the relationship ended amicably. That's the only way you're giving assistance. Yes. And I have no. I have one. I have one female associate. I would take her in because her children, they're grown and they live in California. She's here in Atlanta. But besides that, those two are the only people that I would take in during the situation. Everybody else, as I said before, you earned that title X for a reason. And that's my closing thoughts. Thank you so much, Jack Spade. That was very powerful. <laughs> yeah. Um, Roger, what do you oh, have? My final thoughts. I'm not going to take yes. food out of my child's mouth to feed some woman that I have no relationship with. If you're not my wife and you're not my girlfriend, you've just became a random woman again. I don't care if you had a child or not we've already established you you're in rebellion to me because you got a kid and you're not with me so if you was any kind of real woman to a certain degree Ooh, we'd be together real woman so why, why why would i be looking looking trying to look out for some woman that's literally in rebellion to me and not trying to make sure my family is good because you can't do that while taking my child elsewhere that ain't gonna guarantee my family is okay that guarantees my family is not the way it's supposed to be point blank period. So why on earth would I look out for somebody who's actively trying to destroy my family dynamic? Makes no sense to me at all. I do not want to help my enemies in a time of crisis. That is not my priority. Okay? If you if you if you do something to try to take my child from me and I treat enemies like enemies. And just because it's a crisis don't mean you're not an enemy no more. You're still an enemy. You're just an enemy in crisis. That's all. So my wow. kid, my kid will always be able to come where I am and get whatever. He, my kid can get my last. I don't care what I got going on because they my kid. They have a certain status at birth. That woman who had my who had my kid, she has to maintain her status with me by being my wife. And if she ain't my wife, she ain't got no status with me. What problems did befall her after that stops is her personal problem. It is not my problem. If she cannot handle her situation, send the kid to me to make sure my kid is good. If that becomes a problem for her, I'll come handle that myself. Point blank, period. And I don't care who's over there trying to stop that from happening. Point blank, period. When it comes to kids, I kill over, man. I'm, I'm not like most people. I kill somebody over my kid. That's how it's supposed to be. Well, thank you, Roger. That was very, very powerful. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, well, I okay. take the risk of going to prison if it's about my kid. Yeah, you're supposed to feel like that about your children. If you're, if not your children, then who? You know, I hear people who 
don't share that same sentiment, but they'll go and fight for the country. Like you're supposed to be willing to kill. You're supposed to be willing to kill over anyone who's under your protection. But yeah, and, and that and and what if the baby mama somehow comes between me and my child? How do you think that's going to turn out for her? Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> I don't want you to incriminate yourself, so I'm going to get my final. I ain't answer. incriminate myself at all. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm I'm a grown man. Just simply True. saying, if it come to my children, I kill you over. I don't care who you are. Okay. I got well, to in the next life over that. True. Roger, um, you always say something to shock me, and this <laughs> panel was no different. <laughs> and um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming and chiming in. You keep it interesting because. Um, yeah, you have some pretty um, unique and strong viewpoints. I'll just say that. Um, personally, for me, I hope that in times of crises, that bla as Black people, that we band together. Um, if you aren't even going to extend shelter to someone who you laid down and procreated with and, you know, um, um, someone who brought life into the world for, you know, you with, you know, um, I, I know that, you know, clearly that's a sign that we're definitely not banding together in times of crises. And most of the men shared that same sentiment that were on the panel. Um, personally, if it were a situation where the roles were reversed and maybe my ex had custody of the children and he needed a place to stay, um, the ultimate decision on that would be with my fiance. He, this is his home. He's the man of the house. He has the say. I would uh, hope to, you know, extend uh, a place for him. Um, of course, my children are always welcome wherever I am. However, I know that he would be extremely uncomfortable, like just as, you know, a woman would be in that situation. Um, you know, if nothing else, I would say, hey, you know, I have a few dollars, you know, you have to find shelter elsewhere. But, you know, the kids can stay here with me, of course. Um, you know, I just hope I don't want to see anybody doing bad during this time. Um, I would hope that, you know, more of us are willing to just kind of um, extend, a, extend a hand to someone in need or um, someone that is, you know, on their last leg during this crisis. Um, I, I respect the fellas' opinions. They're certainly free to feel how they feel about it, but um, I, you know, I just feel differently, but this was a dope panel, um, very good discussion and very interesting viewpoints on the topic. Okay. So I'll give my final thoughts on this and I'm kind of sitting here thinking about what Roger said, right? And a lot of, uh, a big problem with, um, our community is us not willing to do what it takes to create legacies. And I mean, like um, being with the person that we had our children with. And so he does bring about a good point. Now I wouldn't treat the person like a total stranger, but then, you know, I was kind of sitting here and I'm thinking about me being a single mother and me never having been married. So not really understanding the experience because I've never been there. And so it kind of makes me think, um, if I was a woman that was married and I had a certain mindset, would I be um, really, really more territorial over my husband and my family? And if a woman, if my husband's ex showed up with um, the kids and herself, I, I, I'm almost 
I'm almost kind of thinking that I would probably be a little bit of the same way, but I don't want to sit here and lie. So even just in your current situation, if you and Carolyn are sharing a residence and his ex, you know, needed a place, like how would you feel like today? In your you know situation, what? Would you- I I would feel um I would I would be ha- I would happily take the the child in happily um if she if she didn't have um if the woman didn't have a place to go and and we were her only option then it, that, to me it would be a no brainer but it it does make you feel a, a a way if uh with your husband's ex around or with your man's ex around it it would just make you feel some type of way. That's interesting because I would think that she would feel some type of way. I'm not. This is my house. You a guest? Go ahead and have a seat on the couch. You know. Right. No, but okay. So <laughs> when you think about somebody's ex and mingling and being, well, I'm not going to necessarily say mingling, but being around with them, and then it's like you're dealing with two people that actually had a connection at one point, and. Right, you right, right. you know people say people say oh I'm over this I don't care about yeah. that or oh, whatever you because he was with his know. ex for a very long time so yeah it's that's a good point yeah honey I, I, I don't know if I'm gonna be uh cool cool with uh her looking up in our damn face like girl goes you know anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys so, so, so very much for joining us. Um, I'm sure we'll be live Sunday with another dope-ass topic. And you guys be sure to tune in. Thank you so much for the cash apps. And thank you to all of our panelists. You guys stay safe. If you guys don't have condoms, Saran Wrap works. Don't ask me how I know. You guys have a good night. Talk to you soon. Bye.